everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the geek pop culture podcast. Today we are talking The Mandalorian. Uh, this this episode has been on our list, and it's kind of one of those that uh, is a little bit unique when you look at our... Can you even believe it, Mickey? We've got a history now. Like, we've got a, a catalog we've to go back. We've been here for a while, baby. Um, to go back on and kind of, like, look at... This has been... This is one of those unique um episodes topics that we are like wanted to cover for a while but is very new right so like you look at like uh the dark knight trilogy right like it's something we've wanted we wanted to cover but it's been around for a while this is a unique uniquer situation because uniquer uniquer we make up our own Man. words we speak our own language we as good or at uh, it than you is yeah definitely nobody has claimed that i'm good at good at grammar that's, that's a for, hard language that's man. for dang sure i ain't no good at that stuff that's a hard language. Uh, but uh but what a, what a unique situation because we talked about it before it came out we watched it and now we're reviewing it after the first season yeah. right yeah. so this is something that it's going to kind of you know we would like to every year or as the seasons come out do a review of each season which is a little bit different than what we typically do you know we did the first five seasons of the walking dead eventually we're going to do the last five and you know you know eventually do more seasons and there's some other things that have kind of you know we reviewed a couple marvel movies but then it's kind of in the process but for the most part this is just a, a more unique situation because it's more so cutting edge it's, it's the it's first very live, relevant you know it's the first live canon star wars show ever i mean right on top of it series. being unique in itself our podcast covering this is just a unique situation compared to most of the episodes that we've covered oh yeah um so so yeah so we're going to be talking about about the mandalorian and the documentary that came out on on disney plus um but uh i guess first of all it's been a little bit of time uh i i've done a couple things mickey do you have any uh anything i mean it's it's summer you know last year summer was on a wednesday in wisconsin so this year we might have a little bit extra time to do some fun things thursday yeah uh, might might get a long weekend. Um, it's actually been hot a few days already, right? Yeah. Which is surprising for yeah. for our state. And we um, and we complained about that too because that's what did we did. Did, it, did we talk about already that we've got like other countries now besides China? Did I tell you that? What as far as like what? Germany? Like we own them or no? Like that had listened like in the statistics. Really, we're more international <laughs> so, than we were. So ish libidish. So um, hi, <laughs> but that's all I got. but. That, Perfect nougat. That means I love you in German, okay? I'm I'm trying to be nice to our oh, German listeners. I don't know what I just said. I just heard the word. <laughs> um, but what? But I, where was? I don't even know what I was saying. We're international. Um, but but I what I was saying that. is, you know, we, so summer, you know, Wisconsin doesn't have very. So Mickey, you you said you've been camping a couple times with your your family. Well, and, no, not camping. We we have a cottage up oh, in Grandland. Yeah, sorry, a cottage. Yeah, so. hello. It's more. <laughs> Debonair than that. I yeah. can't believe. It. So I don't even. Did I pronounce? He doesn't. He did doesn't I pronounce rough, that right? He doesn't rough it. He's got. Yeah. So. My buddy would say deboner, so I think oh. that's how I should have pronounced it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, so. I've seen my family. Other than other than that, as far as hobbies and stuff, um, quarantine's kind of been kicking a lot. Well, of people's I've been butts. watching a lot of shows and reading a couple of books, but more watching shows because it's easier and I'm lazy. So, what? Uh, any any TV shows you've been? Um, that are at least not even don't even have to be current, but just that you've been. I've actually Outlander on Stars Network. I, I love that Outlander, show. Outlander, okay. It's okay. it's about a woman who 
travels through time and she's basically got two lives like one 200 years before oh where she originally was born and stuff and it's uh one of the women at work jen rival she she told me oh you're gonna get a dick i'm like whatever it sounds like a soap opera well she was right i right. sucked right into it and it's it's really good i mean there's a couple other shows i think i mentioned this in the last one i watched all the harry potter shows and i watched all oh. the star trek shows and all that stuff i think i mentioned that but okay um other than sitting on my butt that's getting bigger because that's all I'm doing, <laughs> I uh, and watching all those shows and stuff, nothing too major, I guess. Um, now that I've just bought this X-Wing Fighter Star Wars Lego set from you, I'm going to be right. doing that. So Yeah, so I, I don't know if this exists and kind of like bleeding over from our Lego episode, but if anybody knows of a situation or like a group or like a Facebook group where you like trade Legos and like, like you put it together and then you take it apart and give it to the next guy and he gives you one. Like, I think that would be a really a good, good idea. idea. Like, so you can have the experience of, because honestly, that's for me, a lot of what the fun is of putting you it together. You didn't even mention that off mic. So, Way to sneak that in. I, I was just, I, I think that that's a true, if there's enough people who are interested, I'm sure there's enough people, people interested. People pay for with that kind of so, stuff all the so time. So it's like, you know, Hey, I bought a, you know, whatever X dollar set. I'm in this bracket where I'm trading back and forth with people within this price range. And then I trade it with the next guy who trades it, you know. So I think that that could be we're onto something there. Well, I even know people Lego who, Uber. I even know people who trade beer. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, so if you're gonna do that, this is even cooler because yeah. it's, it's time spent. Like you have to, there'd be rules. Like you got to put it back together, make sure all the pieces, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But but you could, I mean, there could be an app or something. And maybe there is something like that, yeah. but I've never heard of it. I mean, that's, copyright, copyright, Monty. Yeah. Monty. Um, <laughs> But, uh, nice. but yeah, so so I, last time we talked, I had, I had said that I had worked on or I had gotten the 1989 Batmobile. Uh, so I finally finished that. What did I I figured 21 hours. I took my time with it. It definitely wouldn't have taken that long if I would have been super focused and really like. Well, you were here and there with it. I yep. Mean, yeah. um, but I watched. What are you, a family man or something? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, yeah, most of the time it was after the kid went to bed. <laughs> um, but I watched. Batman, Batman Returns. While you were doing this. Well, so so I made the rule that I was not doing the Lego, putting together the Batmobile, unless I was actually watching a Batman movie. So I watched Batman. His Batman. wife is sitting down here and looking at him really with weird-looking eyes right you now. You want to come over to the mics? Mike's hot. Mike's hot. Oh, um, and by the way, we're together. Yeah. That's why oh, we have more energy Yeah, than we're six feet apart, but we're, we're together. Together apart. Um, and his wife's looking at us like we're stupid because well, um, we're stupid. That's just that's just her. That's just the way she. That's her is, normal look. I, that, that's how she always looks. I just at thought us. that meant she was attracted to me. <laughs> uh, um, what was I saying? Oh, so I so I was watching. So I I made sure I watched the movies while I like I watched them while I was putting together the Legos. So I watched Batman, 1989 Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Batman um, Begins. Did you have like dark music Knight. in the background too, or something? No. Oh. The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, and Batman vs Superman. I got like the first two hours. How into many it. days did this take you? That's what I'm saying. Is it took me? I added up all of those movie run times, and it was ended up being about 21 hours. So did you put a piece together, then watch a half an hour, and then put another piece together? 30, 3,300 pieces. There's a lot of pieces. Yeah. All right, I'll show and you. I, and I actually like, sat there and looked at it because I'm an engineer and looked at, okay, this is how this works. And 
So, but I, tell him all the other things you did do it. Yeah. So then I I bought a after aftermarket. Is that even sure? Sure. Uh, aftermarket light up. You know, a light set that had LED lights that you run through it and headlights light up and the little machine guns flicker and there's tail lights and all this kind of stuff. So I I'm fire, planning on fire coming out of the back yeah. Of it's got the yeah the, the lights for the flames coming. So I'm I'm planning on you know displaying this and like you know making it kind of like a showpiece so it's pretty speak, awesome so. it really yeah it, I, I had a ton of fun putting it together it's and it's I cool really without it being it, lit so. up but lit up right it's, it's impressive right um so that was that's been lately a lot of what i've been doing is lego um i haven't been doing as much 3d printing as i'd like but uh yeah we're just you know trying to get out more now that it's you know summer and everything and uh but yeah uh so let's uh Let's take a look here at what in the news. There's a ton of there was a lot of stuff. I don't know if you've been keeping up on our on the Facebook group or the we don't have a face. If you want a Monty and Mickey Facebook group, let us know. We will make it happen. <laughs> hey, we don't have a Facebook group. I, I know we have some a saved in the file. We have a save file. By the way, as far I as I know, nobody spit. won the contest. <laughs> nobody entered. So I'm not sending you the prize. We can't even get people that, that supposedly love us right. to, to try to win that. That's um, so let's let's uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> let's see what else do we. Okay, I got to go back to when when the last time we we talked. I think it's more entertaining with your wife sitting in the background. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but we can make jokes about herself, which we're really good at, because your laughter kind of brings us to that point. So. <laughs> Uh, He's trying to go right over that. Have you noticed? Again, uh, bleeding over from Lego. Apparently, the Milwaukee Art Museum might become a Lego set. Lego does this really unique thing where they have like people send in their designs, and then they get to basically oh, yeah. decide if it's going to become. That's how the Friends set. That's how that became a thing because a fan put it together, like basically designed it, and then they made it into an actual set. Seinfeld so, too. I'm assuming that those Seinfeld ones and those are all on candidates to be or will be. Come a set now because they, they yeah. I mean they actually showed pictures of that didn't yep they? yep um what were the other ones there was a Seinfeld set there was a home alone oh the, yeah the um house and then and a typewriter a, a working random? typewriter random yeah <laughs> um mean, the other two make a little sense and then oh an old school typewriter yeah the, if you are a uh, Batman fan or a superhero fan like us, uh, Warner Brothers released on it's on YouTube a uh, hour long Batmobile documentary. Um, so kind of going through each one of the Batmobiles in cinema history and kind of talking through them. Um, so San Diego Comic Con isn't happening this year. If you didn't know, uh, <laughs> not a lot of Comic Cons are happening. They're doing more of a streaming live event. I mean, they even Mickey and I, I think talked about how you can you can send in your your whatever and have you mcgregor sign it for you so that yeah. to me i get it but it's not the same like if i'm gonna get something signed i want to see the guy sign it in front of me well so yeah that's part of the experience for me yeah um and he's a big star but i'm not even sure i'd want his to be honest with you right um boba fett we're gonna be talking about that today some of the things that he that jedi temple challenge have you have you watched that at all it was on youtube it's I, I very think, much more of a kid oriented. I'm aware of it, yeah, yeah, but it seems like it's you know like the NFL, you know, kick punt, throw, challenge right, or right, the pump pass kick, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, something else Star Wars related because there's a lot, a lot of Star Wars news. Um, 
So I don't know if you read this article, but it's kind of depressing. So you know that little escape pod that Yoda flies off in in the end of Episode Three, right? He's with the oh yeah the Chewbacca, and he's with the uh, with the um not the Chewbacca the Chewbacca the Chewbacca yeah uh with with the Wookies, and he takes that like escape pod, and he basically escapes Order sixty six, mm-hmm. right? Somebody pointed out, or they were in one of those visual dictionaries. The hut in Empire Strikes Back that he's living in is that escape pod. Oh, I did read that. So yeah. he's actually like, like he yeah, literally just in his marooned yeah. at a planet to get away to save his life. And he's just living in like the thing that he escaped on. He kind of randomly chose it too. It's not like he went to this right. swamp area intentionally. It's just, and oh, this will make a good home for me. Yeah. So and they kind of, they had a negative tone to that. Well, it was just depressing that he that's the way his life ended, you know. It's like well, he's this yeah, you're the great Jedi, Jedi master, master of all time. And yeah. he ends up, you know, living in obscurity in a, you know, swamp planet. But can you imagine Luke meeting him in any other environment at this point? I mean, now no. it's, it's it's I mean, if they had done it But that's like saying can you imagine Santa Claus in, you know, blazed orange and negligee. You know, right. Yeah. Like you can't like it's it's so what? attached to <laughs> What a weird Mickey visual. has a different Christmas I, than we do. Well, I have a different mind than most people. <laughs> um, the Star Wars. I don't know if I think you might have read this, but the Star Wars Squadron that that they actually released some game for any of you that are into video games. Um, it's going to be a Jedi fighter, a Jedi and uh, the Empire. It's like a basically like a dog fighting, um, plane. Like war games, oh, like, but but you're strictly like there's been other Star Wars games. Not where you dog get to fighting fight. for the record. Not we're not doing Michael Vick thing here. He like, means like fighting in a plane, yeah. like Top Gun dog yeah, fighting. Top Gun, yeah. Um, and so I'm really excited. I've, I've always loved those types of like plane, you know, war combat games, video games. So I'm really excited. Oh for yeah, that. and they, they, those things have been around forever. Those are some of the, usually the most popular games of all. Um, so. Hasbro released so so if you know like like this is a podcast so it's not going to work for our fans but the the uh, Infinity Gauntlet that I have that's one of Hasbro's Legends series um, like that life thing. size basically prop replicas. that's impressive looking there's too, been um, like a Iron Man helmet there's been a, a Captain America shield all of those kind of on the lines of the Hasbro Legends line of toys or collectibles right they. They released one, and I saw a kind of a pre a teaser for it, and I'm like, how are you going to do this as a mask that you can wear? But they released a interactive, disembodied oh, Deadpool head. So it's got phrases, it winks at you, it talks to you, and it's Deadpool's oh, like head. And I love Deadpool more than any so, other character. That's I, kind of exciting. I've mentioned this in other podcasts. I even got my mom, and you know, none of, nobody in my family has my sense of humor because I'm not sure many people have quite my brain or sense of humor but my mom loves deadpool and she doesn't seem like a woman who would like this yeah she watched the first one two or three times she watched the second one three or four even more than i have to be honest with you i showed her this and i told her the price and you know i, I was telling you before she's a little frugal but for me her little boy she's probably gonna buy this for me because I, I asked for a gift <laughs> just like planting the seeds now I did. So I'm it's like, like mom hey mom look at this it's on sale on deadpool, amazon you know, i'm like it's sick it's weird and she goes, it's like a cutoff head that talks to you. And yes. I'm like, yeah. That's She goes, Deadpool. yeah, you would like that. I'm like, yes, I would. So there's a good chance I'm getting that as a gift. Um, I love that, man. That's so cool that you posted that. That was yeah. 
I wanted that more than anything I've seen in a long time. Uh, for people like Mickey who don't necessarily get into video games but have the VR headset and, and are into that kind of stuff, Norman Reedus actually had a little, like, he was talking about how he was recording his voice for the new um, Walking Dead Onslaught VR game that's coming out. Oh, I didn't and see I, that. I don't know how soon it's coming out, but he's, like, recording it in his house because, you know, coronavirus and everything, but he's, yeah. like, doing the, like, voice recordings for it. So apparently they're getting the, like, actual actors. Well, it's not just, like, stuff a together, it's not just side a... story or whatever, but, like, so that'll be exciting to it's see. It's a real thing if these. It's making... a VR game, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yep. That was something. If it's not 50 bucks, most of the games at the most are 30 bucks, which yeah. is reasonable. Right. And you're downloading them anyway. It's not like you're buying a physical game. It's yours. Yeah. I mean, but like you say, I mean, you buy a video game, you know, for other systems, it's 50 bucks. The most you're going to pay with with the Quest is 30 bucks. Right. Right. Um, Lego is, if if you haven't listened to our Lego podcast, this is the point in the podcast where you go back and listen to it. Um, Do it. We talked about a duck, right? Wooden duck. Oh, yeah. I was going to mention that. Ringing any bells. Uh, They actually made a Lego version of the original wooden duck that the founders of lego so this is really meta guys this is a duck of the duck the wooden duck but it's a lego duck of the wooden duck of the original lego like that was his like claim to fame when he first started like you said that's how lego started because lego means you know play happy or whatever or play well yeah and they started with with wooden toys so that's, um, I mean, that nostalgia is pretty awesome, actually. Which, it's part of a series called House, Lego House. So I'm interested in what else is in yeah, that. I, that. I was confused you know, by that, too, it, a little it bit. It seems like, yeah, that'll be. Um, were you ever, this is probably, you probably weren't young enough when these books came out. But were you in the anim, <laughs> Animorphs? You just call me old. I think you just call me old. No, I'm and not I calling am. you old. Um, but have you, know, have you, were you, did you ever read Animorphs, the, the series? No. So this I was read kind of like adventure. That's about as close. This as I was kind of like in the same time period as like, like Harry Potter, like the very beginnings oh, of Harry Potter. I, I, I heard those books are amazing. I've never read. Them. I've seen the movies. <laughs> Just watched all the. Yeah. Animorphs movie is in development. I was a big Animorphs fan. I don't know if you know the premise behind it. I'm basically vague. a bunch of kids that can turn into animals yeah, yeah, through yeah. alien technology. I was vaguely familiar. And yeah. so they, they can turn into animals and there's a lot more that goes into it, but I'm excited. I read actually a, like a lot of those books. Um, so, uh, so you're really familiar with it. I, I'm pretty, I think it'll be, they made a couple movies. It was like one of those like four TV movies that were like an oh, hour long. It was a long. big deal. I mean, I, I so, know enough about it that just from hearing advertisements. Actually, and all I don't stuff. know if there were movies or they might've been, I don't know. They might've been TV shows, but anyways, yeah, exactly. It, it was, was a, a it was a big deal. deal so yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see that. Um, apparently, I mean, the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney plus series is going to use like the same technology. We'll talk about that technology in a little bit. Um, but apparently, like, this whole thing, like, with Disney Plus is they're making, like, a a what they called a, a Game of Thrones-style universe. But basically, they're expanding all of the side stories of the Star Wars universe. So what Disney Plus is now going to be doing is they're taking, like, a Mandalorian, a Obi-Wan Kenobi series, a in-the-Star-Wars timeline, but parallel to the main movies. They're going to start expanding the universe to like filling gaps or like this was happening at the same time as return of the Jedi, but this was over in Hoth and you were in, you know, this planet. So how is that different from like rogue one and Han Solo? Because it's going to be TV shows. 
It's oh, the same same idea oh, that what you're, you're right. saying, but it's going to be TV shows. They, they, so they're going to have this like complex universe that's all. I mean, it's already complex. Basically, but they're going along f- the lines of the Mandalorian. Right. They're yeah. going to they're going to do that said, with more TV shows. But because they they, so. they they figure they lost money with Han Solo, that's why they're not doing those spinoff movies anymore. Which yeah, and I, that was my favorite one of the two. I didn't the mind it. Yeah. I, I thought loved it was good. Yeah. But apparently, people didn't think it was popular, so now they're going to go with TV instead of movies. Um, Which whatever, as long as I can get my fix, it's. it's I mean, awesome. yeah, there's not not gonna be any drought of Star Wars or Marvel. Well, or, and, as, and if John Favreau and you know some of these Kathleen Kennedy, who I've heard negative press on enough times, if she's she's um, associated with the Mandalorian series. Hmm. They've done an amazing job with this. They have not done anything but made the the whole saga and the you know Star Wars um, universe just go up. They, they have not hurt themselves at all, no, so you can no. only expect the best. Right. Um, they want to they want to respect George Lucas and everything that he's created. Yeah, they're definitely, this is part of, yeah. Um, and since we're talking Mandalorian, I don't consider this part of the in- intro, so I'll just keep, I'll keep mentoring Star Wars and Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> did you catch Mark Hamill's cameo? I didn't until I read the no, article. I, yeah, no, I saw that in the, that, um. Documentary. Disney gal- uh, gal- Gallery. Yep. Where the documentary of the Mandalorian. Okay. That's where I caught it, too. I it didn't was, recognize it. Was a, he voiced a droid. Because but, it's not his voice. It's well, like a mechanical yeah. voice on top of it. Um, Some of the directors did the other voices. So I am I, I, I posted like three articles on this. This is how excited I was about this. Um, yeah, I saw that. First of all, I'll just say um, we talked about the, the new Lego Seinfeld and all those other things. Hamilton, they released a, a preview for that. Holy crap! The production value on that is gonna be. Did you see the Did you see the trailer for it yet? Did you watch it on Disney? No. Well, there's a like a you like they just did like a preview because it's not coming out until January or July third. Uh, we talked about how but it's Ham- a movie is what you're saying. Well, it's it's a recording of, of the a Broadway. Oh yeah, yeah, we talked about. That. So they did a, a preview for it, like to kind of give you an idea of how that's gonna feel. Like you know, we talked about it's not just gonna be like a camera sitting in a, a chair. Like yeah. it's gonna be dynamic. And like every, oh my god, it gave me goosebumps when I watched it's it. That professionally they they done, are they did a very good job. Um, so, but I'll end with this, and I'm super excited about this. We talked about the 1989 Batmobile. We talked about how I watched these couple movies, so it's kind of been fresh in my mind. But finally, I think I I, I truly believe this gives me hope. Right, the DC universe is going to be able to make a com- comeback, and this is how they're going to do it. If people don't realize, oh, nice dramatic. So <laughs> right, uh, people don't realize that the Flash uh, comic book series and what kind of associated with him is because of his powers, because of how fast he moves and everything else, whatever. He dabbles in or is like exposed to or a part of the multiverse. So think about it in terms. Well, he's of... He's a pretty major DC character, right? Yeah. So think about it in terms of the. Uh, Marvel Universe, you know how we're going to start having this multiverse where, like, Loki series is going to be split off. And because of the time travel, they split into multiverses, right? And there's there's divergent or, like, parallel timelines. So in the comics, there is a multiverse comic book run of DC, right? They actually already did this in um, the TV show, in, like, the Arrowverse on the CW, they actually explored this and brought Ezra Ezra Miller or whatever the guy who played the Flash 
in the Justice League. He, they brought him in to play the Flash next to the guy who was the TV show Flash. So you see, so they've already they've already dabbled in this on the TV show. You see both dimensions, then, right? Essentially. So okay. that there's there's mul- the idea is there's multiple Earths. Yeah. Where there's a Batman here that looks like this on this Earth, and there's a Batman in a Justice League that looks like this on this Earth. In there, they even did Kevin Conroy, who voiced Batman in the Batman animated series, which some people actually consider the best Batman. Some people really love. All loved he was him. was a voice. And he was the it. voice of it, and they love. Like people are in love with that TV series, and I have not taken the time to watch it, but really? it's very, very good. It was done in the early '90s. It was oh. done after the um, the Batman, and I think after Batman Returns. But you so were it was already, in that weird. You were already well into Batman by then. Well. But I was only two when Batman Returns oh, came out. Oh, nice excuse. Jeez. Came out of the womb with bad ears. <laughs> you weren't watching it when you Big were Big build-up to put it this way. Guys, Keaton's back. Yeah. Michael Keaton is in talks with Warner Brothers right now to be the not just like a cameo like Stan Lee, but the 1989 Batman in a... Batman or a Flash movie where he explores multi universes as right? Batman though. At, no, the Flash is 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 traveling between universes. Yeah, yeah. The so Flash he's is... in his main universe. Right, is the Ben Affleck Batman. Right. Okay. Yeah, oh, so he I travels see. to a universe where Michael Keaton is the Batman. Yeah, I know where you're going. Okay. This is how they resurrect. This is how they pull everything together in the dc universe right ben affleck's gone right he's, he says he's done with it right Hallelujah. robert Sorry. pattinson there's a mishap in the flash you know you, whatever universe robert pattinson's new batman in the justice league and he's working with gil gadot and superman the characters and the everybody likes and so that's how they're gonna either either he's gonna be separate completely separate and they're not ever gonna touch them yeah yeah, yeah. or Michael Keaton's coming back, and they said he's going to be a Nick Fury yeah, type Nick character. Fury, that's what so I saw. where I'm going with this, also it, for for someone who's a Batman fan, this is amazing. Like I cannot tell you how excited I am that they're actually doing <laughs> the crap that fans have been talking about for 20 plus years. I think we can hear it in your voice that you might be a tad excited. Batman Begins was or Batman Beyond was another animated series that explored what happens when Batman retires and passes the mantle, and it was good. It was very good, okay. from what I understand. I, I didn't. I didn't watch a lot of it, but I've I've seen clips of it and whatever. Okay, they could explore a Batman uh, Beyond type series with bringing Michael Keaton into the fold. So Michael Keaton is old Batman oh. who's passing the mantle on to a another Batman. Yeah, Robert Pattinson maybe, or like there's a lot of speculation going on right now. But the fact that Michael Keaton, like I don't. Like, you guys, like, and we kind of take it for granted now with all the Marvel movies, with all, everything that's going on in, in the superhero He's universe. He's one of the most popular Batmans. That right? movie revolutionized. Like, we're going to do an entire episode on just 1989 Batman. That, that movie completely changed and forever changed what it means to be a superhero movie. And didn't I read that he was, like, a second choice or something? He might have been when they first started. Like, like nobody really envisioned Mi- like Michael Keaton really as Batman. Well, Tim and Burton the- as the director. Well, I, I, mean, I forgot about that. I Tim I Burton, this. you know, director of Edward Scissorhands well, yeah, and Beetlejuice. It wasn't so weird and obscure like one of his normal movies, and yet 
that movie was wildly popular that they ended up making another one, and that's what you're talking about. We need, we're going to dedicate an entire episode to this, but that's why it made it good is because it was weird and obscure compared yeah. to Adam West. Sure. So that's what it took was to get that to that Separate point it, yeah. is they needed a Tim Burton to do that, to set it apart it's from... kind of isolated. Bam! Well, powie yeah. Oh, jeez, Batman! Crap. Holy, holy cotton ball! You know, Make it I mean, real and dark, right. basically. Yeah. Exactly. Because he's the dark... Exactly. Yeah. So, what that means for the future of the DC is just unlimited... I mean, the fact that they are actually talking to him about this, and he's going to be a part of not just a Flash movie, but, like, as a Nick Fury-type character... They're where finally going to start like, tying him they're together They're going to tie. Like they're going to tie him into it, and it's going to be canon then. Like, yeah. it's actually going to be, like, a... Like, you can you can look back at it and say... And, and I know this is cheesy, and I know this is cheap compared to the way that the Marvel Universe has developed, but you can legitimately look at it and explain it away with multiverse well and that but they're trying to get to where marvel is they're right. finally realizing they're doing oh it my. a different way and i like that because they're not copying the, no. the playbook but they're this is what you own. need right now dc needs you this. need to tie it all together because people want a long storyline i mean look at marvel was be you know when iron man came out like we've mentioned a bunch of times people thought oh it's a really good movie then Oh, there's more. Oh, it's building up. There's yep. layers. It's going bigger you, and bigger. It became huge. You, you and your excitement at, right now is why I got into it. So you watch a movie in the Marvel Universe out of context. You watch it again from the beginning and watch them in progression. You're watching that movie completely differently. Oh right? yeah, because um, you know there's more to it. Right. So you you can pick up on those little things and there's other things. So I think this is a dirtier way. It's not as clean to to do that to accomplish that, but. Like I said, I mean, like putting that multiverse into there. I mean, they even talked about like, and I just watched a video that was just like a guy that's like speculating in the fan theories and whatever. But they're even talking about like, like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker oh, re- could I was be that. a I love that Joker movie. in a different Earth, that would a be different awesome. universe. I mean, so they could even take it that far. Because I like him better than uh, Jared. Jared Leto, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not that Jared Leto did a bad job, but I love But that, but that explains it then, because, right? So Jared Leto is Ben Affleck's Joker, yeah. right? Because yeah. that he was tied to all of those movies. But he kind of fades away. You know, so, yeah. like, take it with me a step further. Imagine if they get Jack Nicholson back. Yeah. Imagine imagine if they go back and find the the guy who played Robin for the Batman, uh, Batman and Robin and Batman Forever movies. Yeah, he's a pretty big Crystal Donald or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Crystal. So like, like that to me is where this really because because as much as well, no, you can explain it all the way. You can explain it all the way, but it doesn't feel forced, right? No, exactly. For a long time, we're thinking, how the heck are they going to bring back Batman? What? How do you do that in this universe where you've had him in three or four movies already? I don't. I don't know. On a side note, Monty's wife is you know is surrendering now. She she's had her fill. Had her fill of. Thank me you. freaking out about Thank Michael you for Keaton. Your fandom until up until this point. Live <laughs> we didn't hear the cheering we were hoping for. The the track laughs. laughs. Well, um, the laughs we got, we didn't hear the cheering. But um, but yeah. So anyway, so half an hour in, and we're just starting on our well, topic. I mean, that, but that's yeah, pretty yeah, awesome. I don't know. I'm I'm very I mean, excited about that. DC's got some legitimate characters that everybody loves, and they they've been around longer. Right. I mean, way longer than Marvel has. Right. And for them to finally be putting it together, it's like okay, great. Let's. 
let's do this and i yeah i want to see i want to see where they take this because it wasn't even for sure that they were even going to do a flash movie and now it's like okay they're going to do a flash movie and michael keaton's going to be in it yeah so i don't you never saw batman vs superman but when i rewatched it this last time there was a scene where the flash kind of like pokes through a dimension and like bruce wayne thinks that he's having a dream but this is where because he comes in and he's like oh am i too early you need to get the justice league together and it's like uh, and then he goes back and so really? that's gonna be like that is one of those things that like you see in the marvel movies where it's like oh that weird thing happened this is going to directly tie to the multiverse so there's of easter DC. eggs and stuff like that yeah that so they they were, they were trying to build the foundation before they even had a for sure so know. it's a dirtier way to do it but they're kind of paralleling i don't but the thing is is like i'm not even like mad about it like it's it's it should be you know they've the fact like who can pull a michael keaton back into the batman marvel's giving you the recipe nobody's telling you you can't do it that way if it works they don't give a crap if it does but that's gonna make them money but that's what i'm saying is what i like about this is is they're not doing it the the like the clean marvel we way they're saying okay well it's a it's a multiverse but uh excuse me I would love to see Michael Keaton put on the cape and the the cowl and the cape again and and be on the big screen. Are you kidding me? And I mean, but they're gonna try to keep him at his actual age. I don't I don't know how they're gonna handle that. Okay. But he is the he will be the 1989 Batman. Like he's not gonna oh. just be like, oh, and here's Batman. Just squint a little and he looks like Ben Affleck. Like they're not gonna try to do that. Like they're like totally embracing like. He's from a different universe where Jack Nicholson was. But he's he's the aged version. Yes, because they're not going to make that guy look younger anymore. Unless they do do some kind of you know what did they de aging technology or whatever they maybe but I I don't know rip off his face and put a new one on basically (laughs) digital enhancement yeah or face off like that right Um, but yeah so I guess now we'll finally get into the the actual subject so Mandalorian Um, Vicky I guess you've watched it a couple times. Do you wanna? I how do you wanna handle this? Do you wanna? Do you wanna just do a quick, quick recap or like I? You can do like the first couple episodes and I can talk about the later episode. Or I guess what do you? How do you wanna handle this? Um, I mean you're usually pretty good at the synopsis. Um, I I guess. Uh, why don't you try it? I okay. mean, you're just better at that more naturally. So so why don't we? I need to I need to get a refreshment. So why don't why don't you start out and kind of explain to the audience like what first of all. Who are the Mandalorians? Why is it? Why do we even care about this group of people? Okay. And two, where where does this take place in line in the where does it fall in in the Star Wars timeline? Okay, I, I think basically it's right around the original trilogy. Um, maybe maybe I believe right after Return of the Jedi. Okay, yeah, I was so thinking po- it was earlier. Now, post but... post the Empire falling down. So yeah, okay, but right before Episode Seven then. Okay, um, and the Mandalorian. He even he makes uh, Mando is the main character's name. Um, he he makes note that it's not it's not a religion. It's not um, a race. It's a creed, and um, by definition, creed is is a belief system that you know all sorts of people that can come from all different places, as long as they have the same beliefs and the same outlooks. So that's why. And he was basically. His parents died when he was real young, and he was taken on by um, other Mandalorians that were in the middle of a battle, and they picked up this kid and then made him one of their own, you know, like, right. like 
you know, like wolves with a child. Right. Know, like, so he's basically an adopt adopted into this warrior um, bounty hunter society. And, and you accept it, they, they, as they say in the episode in the series. A lot of times, that is the way. Right. And part, you know, one of the things that they never take off their helmet in front of other people. Right. I mean, that's just. They don't give away their identity. They're they're very secretive. They keep to themselves. I mean, that's that's just part of the belief system. But um, I mean, it kind of starts off with him being kind of a not so shady because you, you learn pretty pretty early that he's a decent human being, right? But that's what separates them from most Star Wars characters. Like, there's good guys and there's bad guys. And man, but he's a bounty hunter. Yeah, he's a man, they're, bounty, he's a bounty they're all bounty hunters. Like, he comes from the same cloth as J- uh, Jango Fett and, and Boba, Boba, Fett. Boba Fett. But but are they? Are they all bounty hunters? That, that part I've never really understood. So I think that that definitely is something that will I should we phone, if you're a should we phone should we phone Abby for this because she could probably just whip it out. And exactly. Know yeah, she probably don't know whip him. it out, Abby. Oh yeah, God, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. words words Wait, matter. She's female. <laughs> she probably doesn't have that to do it with. Um, anyway, but. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Ah, <laughs> correct course correction. Beer's going down well. But um, what. But what I was going to say is it's definitely something we need to do a little bit more research in. I think there's books out there. and there's Well, they don't mention in the series that just because you're Mandalorian, you have this belief system that you're automatically a bounty hunter. Right. It's kind of an assumption but because, you know, these other two, the ones that you're familiar with, Boba and Jango and, and Mando, are all bounty hunters. But that doesn't mean they all are. Yeah, and that's it's kind a of a legitimate question. That's, and I, and I, think that, I think that Jango Fett and Boba Fett were very, like, specific, unique like they adopted that lifestyle, but yeah. they weren't necessarily a part of that. Like they weren't a part of that group, from what I understand. Yeah, that's true. They were kind of their own. Like they they adapt, adapted like the Beskar look, you know, with that that bounty hunter look. And but they're he, technically not Mandalorian. Jango Fett took his helmet off how many times during? Yeah, and you I, know. Well, I mean, and then maybe that's an exception, but they don't mention it in the movies, obviously. And and the only the only. Um, time they actually allude to it is in the very last ep- or no i think it's the sixth episode one of the last few episodes you actually see this dark silhouette and everybody's assuming it's boba fett so right yes i yeah. mean that's where you probably figure he is a mandalorian but i mean like you say just because you have you're part of the belief system doesn't necessarily mean you, you adhere to all their rules and all that stuff but. and and yeah and that's and we'll we'll kind of get into that in a little bit later about how how Boba Fett kind it's the of, end of episode five, I got it. Yeah. Plays into this and how he's a part of it because you got to remember. So for for those people like me who are not super knowledgeable about Star Wars, basically that style of armor and that helmet carried through all the way to like the stormtroopers, the clone troopers first, yeah. then the stormtroopers, and then you know the first order troopers or whatever. So like, Jango Fett was a Mandalorian, like he adopted that lifestyle and which influenced because he was the clones the clone troopers he wasn't a clone he was an actual byproduct or you know offspring yeah boba fett was of Django. yeah Django was the but they made him as an original. offspring while they were making the clones so i mean essentially it's a different process but it's the same process so and on on the surface though if you were to say to me in 1980 whatever Boba Fett. Okay, who cares? It's, it's just a one random character in the the list of all these characters that are in the Star Wars. Even universe, though he right? was wildly popular for he was popular, reason. but yeah. he was like he was part of like he was part of that. And it, it you find out in the prequels 
who his dad was. But he's pretty why, insignificant in those movies when it comes down to it. Right. Why he why the stormtroopers have the armor that they have and why they have the look that they have. So that all leads to what the Mandalorian TV show ends up being, right? Yeah. So you 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 know all of this ahead of time, and so now they're like, okay, let's explore this this area of the universe. Let's explore these people and follow this very specific guy. So to kind of do a super super quick recap on what the series was and and you know what happened. Um. Two words, Baby Yoda. I mean, I don't know anybody else. Like, that's pretty much the entire... End of the first episode. I mean, like you say, you have this grimacing, you know, dark, you know, secretive, mysterious guy in Mando, the Mandalorian. The, the, what did they call him? The tall, or the strong, silent type. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that he character. is. It, it's, 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 it, feels, it feels at times more like, and they even talk about this, it feels like an old Western movie yeah, exactly. than a sci-fi movie And that's, at times. The, that's so, the feel they were going for for the first few episodes. Think that, of a, you know, Clint Eastwood character. And each each um, each episode, I mean, I think there's like four or five directors in the in the full um, ensemble. Yeah. But they all had to, they all were able to do it their own way. So each one did an episode or two their own way. So there's a different feel to each episode and there's only eight episodes, but you can you can see the difference, especially once you've heard it explained um, in the Disney gallery. Um, but they want this character; he doesn't even talk for the first half of the first episode. Right. Finally, you see him talk, and and then you know his, his the bounty he's after is like you said, this baby Yoda. They call him the child. They don't refer to him as Yoda at all in this series. But right. There. That's kind of like and it's it's a weird distinction. People but have it, make, it, that. It matters in the Star Wars fan community. <clears throat> Yeah. Let me adjust my glasses. Yeah, but they never Gosh referred to, exactly. They never referred to him. That that was kind of a, a, a was came out of a fan. Even in the like promotional stuff, like if you buy a pop or if you buy a yeah, yeah. Lego Anybody's figure, or, it says the child. They don't say don't, baby. They don't Yoda. say baby Yoda. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So the entire series, and they they have different adventures. But and I'm I'm gonna be a little bit more concise, but just because it is an eight eight episodes, right? Yep. Eight episode series, so it's a little bit longer. That's but how essentially, Disney Gallery was two eight episodes. I think they did that on purpose. Okay, yeah, and so essentially, it's him finding Yoda, meeting some people along the way, baby Yoda, the child, and then bringing him back to the client who wants to do something with him. We don't know yet what they want to do with the child. Yo, um, Mandalorian realizes after he gets paid and gets to you know upgrade his armor that he doesn't really want them to have the child he gets he gets attached to it he steals it from basically x empire i mean these guys are these i mean the stormtroopers and everything like they're they're around still like it's yeah. not just because they blew up the death star doesn't mean they well they're, they're, the empire. they're the government essentially i mean that... well but the new republic is starting to take hold now yeah so well, that's, that's so they're kind of like it's but it's but they're still around. Yeah, you know, there's there's still a presence. They still can enforce themselves in certain areas. So he goes back. He steals Baby Yoda. He goes and does a couple other things along the way. He's got some adventures. He meets people like Cara Cardoon, where um, they are in a different planet and from the Deadpool movie. Dead. Yep. She's what's her name in the Deadpool. I movie? can't even remember. She's a she's the one of the the villains. She's the one who kicks. Um, colossus's butt right she yeah and um so 
he goes through and does a couple and then eventually he gets back he he, basically it's like he meets these characters and then he goes back towards the end of the series meets back up with them to help them come back and defeat the the client the the empire representatives basically and um i'm totally i'm very much um simplifying what is what happened but um that's that's the the essential the two main characters are mando or the mandalorian and the child and i mean yeah there, there, there's i ig 11 the droid yep yeah which you know he made an appearance in uh, i think in empire strikes back um so that was one of the bounty hunters yeah that was one of the was. bounty hunters that was lined up with boba fett yeah yeah but in in the, the original movie as they mentioned in this uh disney gal- gallery where they're actually you know breaking apart the way they did it all and stuff it's it's fascinating because john oh, yeah. favreau is entertaining anyway and then this dave filoni guy who's one of the directors it's funny it's it's entertaining because these guys are geeks but they have great sense of humor it's 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 really fun to watch so if you can uh, if you like the mandalorian watch the disney gallery on top of it. definitely and am i an idiot or did you, you might have mentioned this before bryce dallas uh, Har- uh harper no no her dad is ron howard did you well, know that? I, you know what? I think I might have heard Bryce that. Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard, yeah. Howard, yeah, I wondered that when I saw her name just recently. I they they put out a – she put out a documentary on dads, actually, on the um, Apple TV Plus or whatever streaming service She's that I She's a pretty good-looking woman, too. Actually. She did a terrific job in that, oh, that yeah. documentary. She interviewed a bunch of people, and it, it was all about well, like, her directs, Father's Day. You she know. directs one of the episodes all by herself, too. Yeah. But Ron Howard's her dad. Like, yeah. how did I not make oh, that connection? Yeah, I, like, I, I think I'd heard it, but, but yeah, it's not like I willingly think about it whenever I see her. Because she's – this, this Disney gallery is a panel. Most right. of the episodes are just them sitting around talking about it. All the it. different – and this is what unique, what's unique compared to most TV shows – is they have these directors that it's more than one for each episode. Yeah. It's a different one. That's what I was saying. I yeah. think that what that also lends itself to is that they're able to produce and get these episodes out quicker. Oh, sure. When you're focused on, you know, the director's focused on just their two or three episodes, they can hit the ground running yeah. as soon as they, you know. Yeah. Cause they can prepare. Right. As opposed to catching up from the last one and, and having to move on. To right. The next it, one, which yeah. it's, it's exhausting. I mean, anybody. I mean, J.J. Abrams, for God's sakes, he produces. He does one of the Star Wars movies, and he's got to take a break so he can make the next one. Which, so he does, which is which is a two. You know, in between, there's a different director because yeah. it takes up so much of your life, though. And I wish they hadn't done it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey's still bitter about. It. Yeah, pretty um, much. But I guess so. So yeah. So you've got you've got all these characters that really they because it's a TV series or a, a, a you know eight episode series you get more and you're able to develop these characters a little bit more than you would on a tv show and you mean in a movie yeah or in a movie yeah yeah. and so what we mentioned before when disney plus came out and and how they were going to handle this tv show and how they've handled a lot of the other series that have been in disney plus it came out on a weekly basis and i liked that pacing i'll just reiterate the fact that i liked the fact that there you could not binge it all at once I just, I just, I like that format. And I think that people are like streaming services are going to start to gravitate more towards that because I think people enjoy that anticipation. Yeah. You know, it's like for Stranger Things, like everything came out on July 4th last year. Everything, every single episode. So people by July 
4th at 5 p.m. had watched the entire it's thing and there's there's me. there's spoilers on the internet. Me and Don at work, you know, that I'd sit near we were talking about Stranger Things as you said and you know, we were both like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're all excited that we can talk about it." But it's like, yeah, I watched four or five episodes in one sitting. It's like, and now we're done talking about it. I mean, cuz once it's right. over, it's over. But that like with even with this Disney Galaxy, I oh it's Friday, or like, you know, yeah, with me, they, a lot of so times, it's Saturday. Oh, I get to watch right. that episode. I didn't think about the fact that the documentary, so that's how big this series was, is that, like, before season two came out, they had a documentary on season yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, so, correct me, so so what you're saying is, and I, and I didn't even think about it, it came out at, on a weekly basis. Yeah, it was like a serial. Friday. Yeah. So, it came out, yeah. So come Saturday, because, I mean, if I'm doing something Friday, or if I'm, you know, off, you know, with my family or whatever, and. Oh, Saturday. Oh, yeah. I get to watch that last episode yep, because, like exactly. you said, it's that anticipation. It wasn't – I'm not binge-watching it. I have to wait for it. But the difference between that and live TV is you get to watch it whenever you want. Yeah. And that's what's so great about And there's no commercials. It. There's no commercials. But, 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 but what's great about it is you don't need a DVR or no. you don't need to be sitting in front of the TV live when it comes yeah, out. That's you know, yeah, that's streaming. To me, that's the best of both worlds because I don't have the convenience of always being able to tune in at 7 o'clock on oh. a – Thursday night I'm not to watch sure anybody my favorite watches TV. anything live yeah, anymore. Do a TV show, but yeah. I do like the fact that I have a week to catch up. Yeah, you know. So well, and like you said, just uh, just the anticipation alone, like oh, oh, it's Wednesday. Oh, that show's coming up. You right. Know? As right. opposed to oh, I just watched five of them and now it's over. I mean, this is we we li- we live in rabbit holes, so I'm not even going to be apologetic about the fact that I'm going down this rabbit hole. But for me, it's similar to like when I was in high school. It's like. I was in JV or varsity football. It's like every week I was looking forward to that varsity football game. You know, it's like every week I had something to look forward to at the end of the week. It's like you have that with this now as opposed to. Well, you're working up to it. Yeah. 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 Um, So, so yeah, so that's kind of the very, very brief synopsis. Anything else that as far as, and we're going to be talking about kind of what the future holds of this series, but anything else specifically because I do want to talk about the documentary separate because there's a lot to unpack of how they actually made this thing that's amazing. Yeah, I've got a lot um, of the, I've got a lot more facts from the um, Disney Gallery than more than anything. But okay, just as far as the series itself, and I mean it's worth watching. And that's why we're not breaking it down too much because we don't want to ruin it for you. I mean, you know, for all five of you, the listeners, but it's it's really well done. I mean, it's in all respect to George Lucas and I mean they're not ruining it at all but it's there's a lot more like he he finds new characters and they actually because it's a different branch of the Star Wars universe there's actually an Ugnaught which you saw I believe in Empire yeah um, he was one of the, they their race was the enslaved race that was helping out yeah. the empire with the uh, carbo, but they're like uh, do like the, like the doozers or whatever from Fraggle Rock or Minions or whatever. They're they're just kind yeah. of worker bees. Oompa Loompas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're worker bee types. And but this one ends up, as I even mentioned in the uh, Disney Gallery, um, he's kind of the Yoda character of the series. You know, like I have spoken. He he's got wisdom and stuff, and he's kind of looking out for Mando and and knowing that this is the way you should be going and giving him advice and stuff. He's kind of that wise right. character. And so there's a lot of characters like that, that, that IG 11 comes along. Um, Kara. Yeah. Uh, I it, mean, 
they like like I said, they really did a good job of like building almost a universe within a universe. Right? Uh, yeah, there's relationships so, that he has. So, like I said, I I and I'm not a huge Western fan. Like I I like the movies, but I just haven't watched a oh, lot I'm of like the classic. Of I don't go out of my way to see him, yeah. Clint Eastwood or anything like that. Yep. But this is this is exactly the way that I picture those types yeah. of movies running. Well, right? even the music kind of alludes to it. Yep. And they've said yeah, that. And the, yeah, and the the music, yeah, that there's a whole other aspect of this TV show. But that's the kind of thing. It's like the lone cowboy rides into town and meets up with somebody and then a conflict ensues and it, it it follows that type of pattern. Like you get you get and it's funny how history repeats itself because it's like obviously westerns used to be wildly popular. They used to be something that, you know, the Lone Ranger and all these other things that 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 kind of style they I mean, I I don't know, we've We've said so much good, so many good things about John Favreau, and I think that that is part of the genius of this this group of people is they were able to adopt an old model for TV shows and movies and put it into a sci-fi futuristic movie or TV show, and it doesn't feel forced oh no it doesn't that, feel weird that's the point they keep making like throughout the disney gallery series they're pulling from all different directions i mean they're trying to respect george lucas's creation all so much because that's what he did i mean you can see aspects of all different genres and and and, and eras and stuff as far right. as movies and books and stories and all right. that stuff and they wanted to and even even star wars references they they refer to like um as we mentioned off mic, Clone Wars and Christmas Special and Ewok Adventure and Ewok Battle for Endor and all that stuff. They want they, there might be minuscule or very obscure references, but there's there's references from all these different angles that aren't even necessarily canon. But it's Star Wars. And one word that I would to create use, a story. One word that I would say with that is continuity. Yeah, they are. This does not. They're not just making it up from out of nowhere. It's a completely different story. This does not feel like it, it feels star wars right yeah that's what i said they're not that, making enough from out of nowhere right they're pulling they're, it from somewhere it their own exists. minds their own but but they're trying to tune into george lucas's yes. heart and his creative mind that that created all this yeah they're they're the, you're not i mean and i hate to say it because i know i know a lot of people and i'm i still need to rewatch the later the sequel trilogy but I know a lot of people were not up, were not very happy with episode. What is it, eight? Right? Oh, they criticized one, two, um, and three too, though. But because there was I such think, a gap between I think, four, five, and six, and all the rest of them, they were going to criticize. That's how people right. were. And I, but I think that people are happier with this TV show oh, than God. they were with some of those. I don't hear any feature length movies. Yep. You yeah. know? But they also said that the budget. For each episode was almost as much as a movie or something like that. Like each the, episode, the production value or something, something like that. Maybe the was, series or something. I yeah, I thought I heard something. Maybe it was just a, I don't know. But either way, they did a they did a lot of they. This wasn't a money grab. Quick, let's get this no, out no. The they're trying to do it right. They like they took their time yeah. and they they but they took their time in ways that were different, right? So they were like, let's hire all of these directors. Because we can do this faster, higher quality. And and some of them didn't even necessarily have a whole lot of Star Wars experience. They they had knowledge and geeked them. 
going for them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they just had their, their fanfare going on. But, like, Dave Filoni was from Clone Wars, and I think the other ones had maybe some experience, but not a whole lot, as, yeah. especially as far as, you know, true life type of casting and stuff. But yeah. they're all fans. Yep. And that's why they knew they were going to respect what was going on. They weren't just going to do their own thing and hope that it worked out, you know. They the difference between and I've heard this before where people kind of phone it in, right, with yeah. different acting um, spots or different other things. They weren't phoning it in. This was a passion project. Oh, yeah. So that's the difference when you get a group of people or you get a director who's not just doing it for a paycheck, who's doing it because he loves Star Wars or he or she loves Star Wars that much you're going to get a better quality they just I mean, want continuation of honestly, what they already have some of these guys they got enough money they probably would have done it for nothing oh favreau i think would have yeah you know it's it's a it's 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 interesting when you have that when you can when you can see and they've been so transparent because i don't know how any other tv show that's had a documentary like this yeah especially how quickly it came between out. seasons yeah exactly um, but uh but yeah i guess what I guess what I want to end and transition to, like I said, to the, the documentary is um, there's been some things. Season two is going to be great. I can already tell. They were able to finish it, and I think they were basically in post-production by the time coronavirus hit. Yep. So they were able to film everything. Yep. And then, I mean, obviously editing and all that stuff can be do, done you know, at your house yeah. or at an well, office without having to kind of people have, have that equipment. You know, yeah. people, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so... I guess what I'm getting at is season two is supposed to be happening, I think, later this year. And there's already been some things confirmed. One, Boba Fett. Yep. Um, we know Boba Fett will be in this They TV already show. alluded to him in episode or in, five, uh, as I mentioned. In season two. Yep. Um, so, they, yeah, exactly. Five, that, they, alluded the, him, yeah. they alluded to him. They alluded to him or that, they, yeah, that he's going to be. Um, the other character is Asoa Toka, I think is her name. She was a huge character in the Clone Wars and then later in um, oh, yeah, Rebels, they, Star they Wars did Rebels. mention her at the end of the game. She was – so this is a unique situation that, that I like that they're they're doing this, right? So so Clone Wars and Rebels animated series, right? Two, two animated Star Wars TV shows. But canon and very canon, informative. Very informative, directly ties to the live-action movies, yep. right? Yeah. So what they're doing now, but they're animated, as opposed to like, you know, introducing Anakin Skywalker and then now he's an animated character. Soatoka was not a, I think that's her name. God, I really hope I'm not getting that wrong. She was not a live action character. So what they're doing is they're reversing that now. She was an animated character and now she's going to becoming, be going to become a live action character. So, like, like I said, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Maul, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, all of those were live action characters, and then were in a cartoon, basically, an yep. animated series. Um, so, what's interesting about that? They're going the other direction. They're going sure. the other direction. And what they did, though, is during, if you remember, this kind of all ties together. And again, just hopping over the rabbit hole. If you remember, at the end of Episode Nine all the voices that came to Ray yep. as she's about to, Soatoka was one of them and she's an animated character. Yeah. See, there was a couple I didn't recognize cause I've never watched those series. Yeah. Which is so, weird. so they're, so they're, um, my part. that's on Disney plus by the way. So yeah, but it's just strange as biggest star Wars fan. 
I guess I only considered the movies canon up until this point. Right. So just live um, action, I guess, is where I'm. You know, because animation, I love cartoons, so that's just stupid. I don't understand it. No, um, well, yeah, I mean they. I mean, I love cartoons, so why I didn't give Clone Wars and Rebel, uh, what is it called? Of Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. Rebels yeah. Why I so didn't give Clone those a Wars takes all. place in between Episode Two and Episode Three. Rebels takes place after. Episode and I've three. I've been told by you know multiple sources that I that are credible in my opinion as far as Star Wars geekdom. That they're really good, I still just haven't given them a chance because right. well, I'm it, geeking out on so many other things, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, and all I wanted to say is that um, I can't even remember which episode exactly, but they, they go to a, a, a place where they think they're taking um, the child, him and Kara at this point, and they're, you know, they're going to be hooked up with this community that's all set up, and they they live where they live, and they... They're like, oh, you guys are going to have to move because they're going to be after us. They're like, no, we're staying here. And they end up fighting against one of these ATSTs and yep. destroying it. And they're like, okay, now we're good to go. Well, turns out that Mando and Kara are bounty hunter types and they, they want to leave. But he was going to leave the child behind. Well, and, you know, there's a love interest there. You know, it seemed like Mando right. was connecting with this, this woman who seems to be the leader of the community and stuff. But, um then they get attacked one more time and it turns out that they're after you know the child and stuff so basically my point is is mando has a mission and even if he's happy here and wants to settle down and stuff he knows i'm not this is place is not for me this is the lifestyle i've chosen this is the way and because this bounty is you know the child and they're after the child that's that's the whole the whole first season is about him and this baby that he's found, and they're going to go do what they got to do. And it turns out he's going to have to end up raising this thing and training, training yeah. this baby. Too, yeah, I'm so. interested because obviously this this baby has force powers. Right? Oh, yeah, and he shows it a couple of times. He raises his hand, and he saves their lives. Right. So he's you can already tell he's got he's a, so somewhat of a Jedi. I, I'm really interested, and a lot of this stuff you don't get in the movies. We talked about this already, about like the history behind Kylo Ren's lightsaber or yeah. – you know, why this character is this way or this really deep history. You don't get it because they only have so much time and they have to progress the TV series or the, the, the Star Wars movie. Yeah. I really want to know, like, that species. Yeah. Like, I want to know more. Yeah, there's one. In the you know, nine movies, there's one. And he's the ultimate Jedi Master. So clearly that species, I mean, I guess what I got from it or what it was alluded to is they naturally have a affinity for or a, a they're 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 naturally born with force well, powers. If this is if baby so. Yoda as the fans want to call him is is an infant and he's able to save their lives and do healing powers and stuff just knowing how to do it like out of the womb and granted we've already mentioned he's possibly fifty years old. Fifty as a baby. years old, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But he's still obviously an infant. But Yoda was Three hundred, five hundred years old. Oh, I think he was older than that by the time he died. I thought he was like nine hundred. Okay, I can't remember. Exactly. So that that just you know we're talking about species age differently. Yeah, you know? exactly. But but I mean, so fifty years is nothing for this species. But this kid has, you know, abilities that most other species don't have, right out of the womb, obviously. Yeah. So I for the kind of like going into that, I'm excited to see how they develop Baby Yoda and what they like. I want to know more. Right. So like maybe I'll have to just pick up like the 
visual dictionary of Star Wars or visual dictionary of Mandalorian to know these these you know because a lot of this stuff is kind of revealed or those little yeah. Easter eggs are kind of like and that's how you that's how you work you want to find it out right now I want to know I like, want to wait though I want to find it out the way I always find it out but I guess that's the I'm, way you and I are different what I'm getting at though is his force powers are going to be explored in future ep- oh, like they're gonna the fact that they alluded to it so much talk, already they're gonna talk more about it they're gonna show it more so I'm interested to see one if it's like oh they go back to like basically the Wookiee or Ewok equivalent of Yoda planet to yeah. like bring him yeah. back to his people yeah. um, or if it's gonna be like he's just the one that exists and oh, yeah. like maybe they meet up with a gray Jedi you know the gray order where it's like he's not he's neutral right he's not yeah. he's not a light side or dark side maybe they find one of those types of jedi and trains baby yoda or you know what i mean like there's a lot of different ways there's that so i can see you know and i'm excited to see what happens in future because that's obviously very strong characters in the very like there's a lot they can there's a lot of different ways they can go just with what they have right now well and i, I mean the only thing i have to, to add to that is the fact that they're re- so reluctant to refer to him as Baby Yoda in the series, it does allude to the fact that there's more than one. I thought that they said that there's a, it has a name. Yeah, but it's not Yoda. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. Like there's, they, there's at least like two they from the know, species that we know of now. They know the name, but they haven't been, like, they were basically, like, sworn to secret. Like, they know what the name of that, the child is. So there isn't just one of that species right. that look like that. Or is, that, you know, yeah, those that, characters. And that, that's the possibility is yeah. that there's other, which, yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, we didn't even, we talked about this actually, I think, when A Abby, yeah. when Abby called in, is how amazing that was that they oh, even showed. She, she almost yeah. came through the phone talking about Baby Yoda, how much she loved him, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, But uh, anything else, excuse me, anything else that you've heard or like rumors or anything as far as the future of, or what's going to happen in this next season of The Mandalorian. I think, that, like I said, the two biggest things... I mean, that Darksaber thing with that yeah. uh, guy. God. That, that like, that's actor, a whole other thing. I'm just like, oh, that, yeah, that okay, actor, let's just throw that into the mix. That actor's been some of my favorite series. He, there was a show called Revolution, which is along the lines of Walking Dead minus the zombies, where everything shuts down. We lose all electricity and all that stuff, and it's every man for himself kind of thing. Okay. Um, that, that lasted about two seasons, but it was he was... One of the bad guys in that show, like one of the ultimate bad guys, the, the highest villains, and then he was in Breaking Bad, which mm. is one you know one of the best shows of all time. Did he right have there. that mustache? Uh or is that a Mandalorian thing? I you don't see the the pencil mustache no, come out very often. There, there's a little hair there, but I mean, you can you just know immediately, and he always plays a similar role. Okay. He's he's the the calm, cool, and collected, but just shady break your shit yeah like oh that guy and in breaking bad he owns a freaking taco restaurant but he's a drug lord that he runs it through this restaurant and i mean breaking bad is a really well done series so uh, the fact that he's in some of these iconic series is just he's a pretty good actor and he's really good at playing a villain holy crap but like i said there's so many other things going on that's like they just throw the fact that like He's wielding a lightsaber yeah. that's not a normal lightsaber. That you've never seen before. That's yeah. a dark saber, which is a completely different thing. And you're just like, 
What? Tell re- me more. They refer like, to that a lot in that last uh, episode of. I gotta watch. I, yeah. So really I, I I only watched like the first five episodes of. There's the, three more. It's yeah. good, man. It's only like a half an hour. So it's, right. Oh it's yeah. Reasonable. No, they were really well done. I enjoyed them. But I yeah. think that's from the Clone Wars. I think that. That sounds. That, that sounds like a lot of those kind of experimental things that yeah. they tried out. Dave Filoni, you know. he's the one who did that. And that guy, right. he knows Star Wars almost as well as George Lucas. So I thought you were going to say almost as well as you. Oh no. <laughs> Let's not go too far. I forget. Um, oh, I wish I could. Talk I thought to that I saw Nikki on the panel, and I the... wish. You know, he's kind of you, got. You'd like to be the janitor in the background, right? Oh, that's just cleaning, scrubbing the toilets in the same a room. Fat fly on the wall, if that's what I gotta be. But Dave Filoni seems he's got that kind of smart attitude, but he's real humble and everything. Perfect transition into the documentary if yeah, you haven't already. So exactly. <laughs> But this guy, he, he seems, and he wears a cowboy hat all the time. He just looks like a guy off the street, and he just refers to him as a Star Wars geek as himself. He this I, he would be fun to hang out with because yeah, he's got definitely. a great sense of humor, and he, he just knows Star Wars as well as anybody, even right. better than me. Right, and that's what I think we've talked about in other like Marvel movies and other things is like I love that they're able to not take themselves too seriously, oh, yeah. and there can be some humor that's There's a into sense of humor it, you know? to it, yeah. You know, even like – you know, you talk about like Deadpool or like Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. even where it's like those are movies that could be borderline comedies, right? Yep. But Thor movies are like that. Yeah, Iron Man movies. There's are, you know, there's there, there's yeah. humor that is so like well, Tony they're Stark able. Stark is so sarcastic. There's gonna be humor. Yeah, but it, that's that's what makes that's what makes this series part of what makes the series good is that well, what they bring. You laugh, that, you, know? you cry, you're, you're sad, you're happy. I mean, that's... right. You, you're, yeah, you're having those, yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're experiencing emotions, which, I mean, for guys like us who are as passionate about film and media that we are, you know, that we really appreciate that when it's not just, you know, something that's just a cash grab. One extreme or, or the other, yeah. Um, but yeah, so one thing, and I, I, I hope that I'm not stealing your thunder on this, but and I know you've got, you've got some other things to Speaking talk about. Thor, you mean? Oh, sorry. <laughs> the god of stealing thunder um no thunder just thunder not stealing it one of the things that i learned in the documentary that i really enjoyed and it's something the technology that they're going to be using in the new obi-wan kenobi series the kenobi series is instead of doing a completely green screen they built essentially a tv screen or a projector screen that's a full bubble in a studio and why that's important, as opposed to a green screen, if you can picture with me. So picture you're standing in kind of like an IMAX experience, right? But you're standing in the middle of the of a room, and 360 degrees all around you is a screen from the ceiling down to the floor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And above you. So you look up and you see the yeah. sun, right? Then they took real what – what do they call it? There's a the term for it. It's not, it's not live action, but it's – it's uh, practical, practical props, right? Yep, yep. They took those and then integrated that into the screen. So when you're walking around the studio or the, the, the whatever that you're in, you're walking up and there's a tree, but then the tree branch sticks into the screen and then it continues into the screen and you look out and you can see the tree branch and you can see the shadow from it. This is... New technology yeah. that's utilizing some of the things that George Lucas did in the original trilogy. Well, and and as John Favreau makes a point consistently, no matter because all these episodes in the Disney Gallery, the first one is directing, the second one is legacy, the first, third one is cast, 
fourth is technology, fifth is practical, sixth is process, then score, and then connections. That's the name of each episode, just, you know, delving into different aspects of filming a, a, right. a series. But he, he consistently mentions they're trying to grab all the best technology, all the ideas that they've used, That because George Lucas was trendsetting in the past. I mean, right. he, that's why Star Wars, part of the reason it's such a big deal. He right. did things that no one else had ever done. And, and he was frustrated with the limits of his tech. That's so crazy to me to be that far ahead of your time yeah. that you're saying, I want to do this, but the technology isn't there. I can't it's do it. it's the scene in Iron Man two or three. It's Iron Man two where his dad's got a recording and is like, I want to do this, but my technology is you're gonna yet. get there yeah. in your lifetime. Like George Lucas knew that CG was gonna be a thing, and so he's he's trying to do these things. And he's he's revolutionizing things, realizing that like he's limited. Like to have that force, I'm sorry, that's it's another no, tangent. No, that's, but that's yeah. why he didn't release the other series, uh, the other movies in the series. Right. He, in fact, he, he waited. Only, yeah. He only planned on ep- uh, releasing episode four, and ju- not knowing how successful it was going to be, but just because he knew that what he wanted to do wasn't he wasn't capable of doing it at this point. Yeah. So, in the 1970s. Yeah. But he, he, he might have released those other movies a lot sooner, like every three years, like they first came out, as opposed to the huge gap that there was, if the technology had been further along. But he didn't want to insult what he was doing. Because right. this creation right. was that far beyond what anything's done. And that's what they're trying to do. And that's why I love their respect that they're trying to pay towards George Lucas and his story and his universe that he's created. They're trying to bring all these different technologies together and create an even better product than even George Lucas was able right. to do, but while he was envisioning it as he was doing it. You know? So in one of those examples is the child, Baby Yoda. That was a practical effect. That yeah. was a animatronic puppet. And why that's important is that's that's what made Star Wars, the original Star Wars, so good and why people were so pissed about the prequels is that they went away from that and they did all CG. They made sure they did that again. And so they were very intentional about that and to the point where somebody threw around the idea of doing CG and somebody was like, how dare you even consider that? We're going to, out of respect, we're going to do it the same way, but with better technology. With better technology, with better animatronics. Not CGI, though. The, The fact that they did that really, I think in some ways pays respect to the original Yoda and who it was, who was the guy, Frank Oz, Frank Oz, you know, that's, that's a, that's a profession. That's a, that's a talent. That's a, that's an art form. Right. And they're, they're able to capture that again in a different way, but they're also realizing that they can't have a full sized, you know, uh, Mandalorian ship just hanging out whenever they, you know, and taking off, off, you know, an ice planet. They can't do that. No. But they can have it halfway in where when Mando walks up to it, it's a real the stuff in prop the front shift. is going to be real. Yep. Yeah. And then and then the background is going to be really good technology. So they were able to utilize that and they were able to utilize VR to actually see what the camera would be doing and be able to this blows my mind like digitally move a camera. Yeah. That's insane. Like v- using VR technology Digitally move a camera to get a different view within the VR realm, but then mirror or mirror that, or you know, uh, uh, marry that, or whatever. Combine that with the practical effects so that 
when you're looking at that screen and they're moving the camera, the screen is updating yeah. as the camera's moving in the VR reality, but in the real reality. But you see, there, there's no insane. place where it's going to go that isn't what you're trying to look at. Well, that's what they said. At one yeah. point, they looked out, like the, the actors were like on set, and they were looking at the screen, and they were like, something's on fire, there's smoke, there's smoke. They and they're like, no, no, real. no, that's part of the, like in the hangar, there was just part of the screen. That's how real Because looks. of how, how they were able to seamlessly combined the practical effects with that screen yeah so i don't yeah, know it's just it, but it's fascinating it's that yeah well it's that kind of attention to, to, to the most minute detail that makes a show like this you know respectful to george lucas's creation i mean right. like because right. that's how he was and they're trying to do exactly like they'll even say we don't because because these are stories he never came up with but we're trying to pay respect to the universe and we're trying to keep it exactly as it was but yet have our own creativity as to where the yeah. story goes, you know? Right. And I think that hopefully we've gotten to a point in filmmaking now where we can realize that it doesn't all have to be practical and it doesn't all have to be CG. There's a very good – like it's just like anything else. Like anything else that you, you know, do as far as for your job or anything, you know, look at the tool and look at where it makes the most sense to use. Like where is it going to be um, – I guess like a fully CG Jar Jar Binks doesn't make sense. A practical Jar Jar Binks inside of a CG ship, yeah, you got to do that. Yeah. You know, so that's that's kind of I guess that's the, the bad example. Let's but, use real as much as we can, but yeah, yeah, we have to bring in technology to complete the scene. Or but you can you can put it in the the fore or the background enough that it doesn't look CG. No, it looks like it's all. It's part of the landscape. It's all know? blending together, yeah. Right. And, and they, they did an amazing job with this, yeah. Um, so that, I guess, was the biggest takeaway for me. Um, and there's a, a ton of other things about the directors, and that there's a lot of other things that are covered. And we, we've touched on. You can't really talk about that. Now that the, now that the, seri- the documentaries come out, came out, you can't really talk about them separately because you, you now watch that TV show realizing what they've done and kind of you have more of that background information so that's why we went in and we were talking about the tv show and then we like broke in with facts from the documentary but um i don't make that we're just really knowledgeable (laughs) super super smart or something um mickey i know you've got like i said a lot more notes a lot more research as far as like you 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 watch the whole documentary any what other things that you noticed or that you thought was just really interesting or compelling that they they expanded on or talked more about in this in this documentary well you remember the cantina scene in a new hope yeah um i mean what what what, what, oh oh, well let me tell wait there's more (laughs) yeah um well like in in the movie not only were droids not allowed um you know we don't like their kind here you know c3po and r2d2 have to leave well and here not only are they allowed, they're actually bartenders. EB99 is the bartender. And as as you and I mentioned off mic, um, he's voiced by Mark Hamill. That's right. The yeah. original looks I mean, he, yeah. I mean, so that's cool how they're bringing in characters from the original, the very first movie that yes. started all this stuff. Well, even. And he's the bartender of a droid that wasn't even allowed in the cantina, which is, everybody knows the cantina. That, that droid was in, 
like Empire or something. Yeah, or he's Re- well, the Jedi or a, a, a similar droid has been around, but yeah, yeah, he wasn't. In, but he wasn't in the yeah, he wasn't in the cantina scene. But they pulled a droid from a different series, and Mark Hamill to voice this yeah. droid. You know, so it's like and, uber and uber prob- Star Wars. And in the movie, he was probably some like like uh, IG background 88. character. Well, they were just stiff. They were just a bust, and it looked like a robot, and maybe their head moved. Well, now they've been able to animate them to the point where they're, you know, serving drinks and stuff in a cantina where they weren't even allowed. And now you got Mark Hamill doing the voice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. They're tying it all together. It all comes around, you know. And those types of things, and like I keep going back to the Marvel movies, but it's it's why I enjoy the Marvel movies so much is those little references oh, and yeah. Easter eggs. I love like, that in anything even, I watch. Like that little rat thing that was in Jabba's yeah, Palace. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. His yeah. name is. Uh, I always forget the name. I forgot I it last I can't time. Remember um, uh, God, I, I. It's on the tip of my it's tongue. Not, it's not God. It's 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 a weird name. It's like Salacious B. Crumb. That's the name of yeah. it. Wow. Um, but like they have that species. How the like, hell did you come up with that? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, That's it was amazing. the seventies uh, or eighties by yeah. then, right? Before you were born. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, they have those characters. So it it, it is. I, I like that they're pulling in those species oh, and their different the droids. And, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like that's what we said before. How they're from this from this show or from this movie or from that movie. They're just they're making ties. Like even um, from the Christmas special, um, the the taser that that uh, Mando's using. Yeah, the, is from the, the gun, Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. from the cart the animated part yep. where you see Boba Fett. The first time you see Boba Fett for the first time, exactly. And he's got this taser, and that's John Favreau even makes mentions, as I mentioned off mic. He says it as he's sitting next to George Lucas, "Did you like how I did that? That's canon." And George Lucas goes, uh, "Not really," because he wanted yeah. nothing to do with that yeah. horrible train wreck of a show called The Christmas Special. Com- comment on this Facebook post if you'd like to hear us do a uh, episode on the Star Wars Christmas special. It won't special. be as positive as the normal ones, as, how, as sarcastic. Well, as I it am. won't be as positive, but our I can almost confidently say that it will be more entertaining than It'll be the funny. actual we'll be ripping Christmas the crap out of special. It. Like you will enjoy listening to us talk about the Christmas special more than you will watching the Christmas special. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes you want to cry and go, why am I wasting? But if you're a Star Wars fan, you have to watch it at least once. It's got, yeah, it's kind of like your, your rite of passage. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, like I said, it, it, the, that attention to detail, like, it's just, it's good. It's, 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 you know, they're doing, enjoyable. It's the authentic, it, it, you know, it's the real deal because they're, yep. t- they're considering all this yep. stuff. And, and they, you, you see that in their faces. Yeah. Right? So oh, they're true fans. They're really, you watch they're this really panel passionate. Talk, they're true fans. Yep. They're, they're really passionate about, I, I mean, you know, pre coronavirus, I would go to a, if there was an, and we're in the, in Wisconsin, if there was a Comic Con in Chicago where these guys, we're on a panel. I'd oh, go. Just I'd go. And, and, and I'd pay the money and I would go to watch, just to be in a crowd to sit there and listen to these guys live talk about their experiences. Just those you two know. I'd go watch because they're entertaining. They have a great sense of humor. They give each other crap. They're, yep. they're good friends. And it's all based on their Star Wars geekdom. You know, that's amazing. Right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess some more. I know there's a ton of stuff. That well, they, just a couple more know. things. Just let me go through them quick. R5D4. He's originally um, in A New Hope also. Um, he appears in the cantina just sporadically. Like a couple of seconds he passes through as they walk. And you actually see in the last episode of the um, Disney Gallery, um, 
they actually put with a burn mark with a bad motivator. Like when when Luke goes, this this R two unit's got a bad motivator. Yeah, because his whiny voice is constantly <laughs> in that first movie. But they actually show a burn I, mark and grease coming down, and in the Mandalorian, they they actually show that as right. he's as he's so he's wheeling a, by. He, he's for those of you who are not as familiar with Star Wars, he's like R two D two, but he's just a different color. Yeah, so he's yeah, a different, like red. He's an R two unit. He's an R two unit, yeah. even though he's R five D four. Yeah, yeah. I just want to point out the fact that you know you're talking about that whiny voice of Mark Hamill. Can you imagine? back in 1970 listening to him and being like he's going to be one of the most successful oh. voice actors in the planet and i was talking about that with my family voicing joker oh. voicing you know yeah chucky eventually some i mean it's just insane but like, we were we were talking about this over the weekend me, me and my family at first he was you know he didn't like being typecast he didn't like everybody calling him luke skywalker like oh my oh, god yeah, i yeah. understand you're, you're trying to be an actor you're trying to get other roles but if there's one role that anybody wants to be known as for the rest of their freaking life, it's Luke Skywalker, for right. God's sake. Yep. Maybe he's looking back going, okay, it's not so bad. I guess my life was all right. But to his credit, he worked his ass off he to did. make sure that he wasn't he's accepted. just that. No, know. he did. Well, but but he's still Luke Skywalker. Oh, oh definitely. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, there's anything to take away from that. But I'm just saying he, like... I didn't know until like within the last ten years that he was the voice of Joker on the Batman animated series. Yeah, like the fact that he's had a career he's outside of Star Wars, like just it just is a testament to his talent. But most know? of the non-obscure stuff, like you know, that's fairly obscure. Like even on Big Bang Theory, he shows up as Mark Hamill, right? And you know, and he tries to act like, oh yeah, I'm above, but then he goes. Oh yeah, and you know, and then he he goes, and goes, oh yeah, I'm Luke Skywalker. You know, he kind of like shows, right. yeah, okay, I'm pretty proud of it now that I'm yeah. now that I've gotten older and I'm not trying to prove myself anymore. It's pretty awesome that I'm one of the most iconic characters in all of movie history that everybody wants to be, including a lot of women I know. You know, that was a lucky. He's a lucky bastard. We're going we're going long on this one, but it is an eight episode series, so you can't blame us. Oh, um, but I did see like a deep fake or whatever where they changed. Uh, Mark Hamill to be a feminine, like a female, like they cool. changed his features, like in a couple screenshots from the original trilogy. It's like, what if Luke Skywalker was a woman instead of a, ma- a man? And it was kind of interesting to see, you know, what that what that would look like. Well, but anyways, like we were talking about before, you know, you, you just I can't imagine being anybody other than this um, actor or this character being this way. Well, that's because you've known it for so long. Yeah. If it was introduced in another way, you'd be you'd be saying it the other way about this other right. way we're talking about. You so know? you bring up a really good point, and we are nowhere close to like the knowledge and the like dedication that like some of these people have to Star Wars. But bring up a really good point. That is, I believe at least in my opinion, the reason why people are so critical of any movie that isn't the original trilogy. Oh, yeah. Is because you're like, this is the way Star Wars is supposed to this be. This is the way. Right. Yeah. And so you've got a Santa Claus is in a white beard with a red coat and reindeer. That's how we know it. You if can't you change it. even suggest That's how we work that Santa Claus beings. would wear a Hawaiian t-shirt yeah. and be pulled by even on an off day. kangaroos in Australia, you're a crazy man. But if he'd have been introduced that way. 
what's a red suit have to do with anything? Right. He's so supposed it's, to have a it's white perce- shirt on. It's perception and, yeah, there's some other perception things. Perception is reality. That's yeah. what makes us people, yeah. So, um, one but of the... There's one more thing I want to mention, sorry. Yes. I hope that it's the same thing that I'm thinking it's of. It's the stormtroopers. Yeah. The 501st. Yes. These people are, you know, as big a geek as I am, I don't know as much as I claim. We're not to. talking about an actual military unit. We're talking about guys who yeah, dress up Yeah, they're called the 501st, but... All these people, and I, I believe they said there's at least 50 of them, and, and they're all out in California, um, I believe, and I'm, you know, probably full of crap, but in this case, I think I'm right. Um, they, they all built their own uniforms, their own Stormtrooper uniforms. They they built them themselves. So this is a this is an extreme Star Wars They're fans. They're fan just fans. That are, that are as part of a group who builds their own they, they're an organized group. They, they have a website and all that stuff. They and get they together. Are they do events. Stormtroopers. And they do events. They do like promotional events for certain things. Well, uh, Dave Filoni and and um, John Favreau said, "Oh, we need more stormtroopers in the background." Yeah, they didn't have enough. They didn't have enough extras for the last couple episodes. So they called. They they called up the main person of this group of people and said, "Okay, you need to show up." They didn't tell them what was going on. They just so these people just think it's another event. They're going to be walking through a parade, or you know, walking through an event, some kind of you know Disneyland or something like that. And oh no, we need, need you to show up in these Mandalorian ups. These people must have been crapping their. Well, I was going to say it's outfit. a good thing they're in a full stormtrooper outfit yeah. because one, their face would have given away. They would have broke character exactly. during the entire. And two, they would have been shitting their pants. Oh, exactly. I, and what does it smell like in your in your stormtrooper <laughs> uniform? And that's, that's but but it it goes and I and I brought this up when we talked about we had talked about this in a previous episode in like a in the news segment. It goes to show that John Favreau is so he in knows. tune. Yeah. With the Star Wars community. And it was him who made the call. I was thinking he called Lucas, but it was that, him who made the call. That he's like, oh, yeah, there's a local this that can help fill in. He knew somebody to call. And the fact that these guys have, like, they're good. They they they, 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 do, they have such a movie realistic uh, suits. They, that again, they built, their own, they built their own armor. They right. all built their own. And they, they said they filmed them. And they were all very professional. They looked. Exa- they were all marching in synchronization. And all well, who else stuff. are you going to get? Right. I mean, well, yeah, the, exactly. these are the guys you want. Just because of the uniforms alone, but they all they, know exactly. They, but, they be- but, because they're you, as you said, you can't see the excitement in their eyes and their faces. They they acted perfectly on stage. Otherwise, you see their faces are going. Look at me! Look at me! Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, and 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 I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say these guys were probably and they There's were some women too. I'm sure. Well, there, guys, some and, women, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, just men. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. The these people were probably more better, more better, more gooder, <laughs> um, better <laughs> at their job as being a stormtrooper than their own than real the jobs. Paid actors who came before them, because oh, they're passionate. on this TV show. Yes, who were, and I'm sure these guys were paid. I mean, no. John Favreau wasn't going to be like, hey, can you show up for free? These no, guys, got I'm sure way. they got something. Yeah. But what, I, what I'm what i getting at is these guys who do this for a hobby were probably better at the job than the paid actors who tried out for this. From sh- their passion alone. You yeah. know, yeah. for the, the spot. So, And I, I think, I, honestly, I think they got autographed pictures and stuff like that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. That, yeah. I don't think they got financial reward. They just, oh, the, the geekdom 
souvenirs that they got was enough, more than enough. Plus, oh, I was in an episode of Mandalorian, so yeah, that would be enough for me. I wouldn't, wouldn't you have to pay me. me. I'd pay yeah, for my exactly. plane ticket to get out oh, there. Do you want money for me to do this? Right. Yeah. Can I pay to be a part of this? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's a lifetime experience that you're never going to have again. No, no. And you can brag to everybody you know. Right. Even people who aren't Star Wars God, fans are going to go. That's, a, that's an ultimate Trump. I oh, mean, you exactly. Can't, I mean, you, get, you, you win if you go to a party and you're like, hey, see that stormtrooper there? Oh, that's, remember how much crap you've given me uh, for that stormtrooper armor I got over there? Yeah. It got me in the show. Right. I'm, I'm in Star Wars canon. So, so the only other thing I wanted to mention is the X-Wing that they mention or that they show. Is, oh, yeah, yeah. So, it's the one at Disney World. That Trapper Wolf who is played by Dave Filoni that I keep mentioning, this uh, this main director, he's the oh. one who's piloting it, and that actual X-Wing is at Disney World. So this is in that episode where he meets up with his past um, crew, and the X-Wing fighters come in to blow up yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. And that's Dave Filoni. I mean, he, and he's yeah. like, yeah, I look like crap. I'm all scruffy and stuff. And, you know, he's – and John told me, you know, sound like indifferent and like you don't care. He's like, okay. And he's like, oh my God, I'm going to be in the show. I'm going to be in the show. Right. And he's a director and he's geeking out like that. And well, and it turns out that that X-Wing is actually at Star Wars. Or right. I mean, at Disney World. You that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's all that I have right now. I guess on the, like I said, we'll be, we'll be continuing. I think once a year at least we'll be doing a kind of a, a season recap, right? Sure, yeah. And I'm interested to see if they continue this director or this uh, documentary series for each season. I, I would hope so, yeah. Um, maybe even just a, a small, you know, even one episode. Even deal, if, yeah, you know. like an hour long or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I don't, we did, <laughs> I don't know. This is kind of depressing. This is the depressing part of Monty and Mickey. Uh, as far as I know. One of the depressing parts. As far as I know, we did not get any new oh. ratings. Oh, funny you mention that. And I didn't get any, at least on the official Monty and Mickey uh, email, I did not get any. I email. got a text from our bo- our buddy Bob Heinerfuss, who's... Oh? E- yeah. Okay. We've mentioned him in one before. I think he just wants us to say his name because it's Heinerfuss. <laughs> and, and I think I explained it's Humper hey. Puss, and we call him Hump Diddy. All, uh... All pre- any press is good press, or any he, he, well, yeah. The- there's no such. Thing. But he's actually complimenting us. Or I'd have ripped him a new one. He knows that. But he he texts me, "Hey, Monty and Mickey." So he's this is a text to me, and he's still referring to us with your <laughs> name first. So yeah, hey, Monty and Mickey, just finally caught up with all your podcasts. So other than you and I, he's the person who's listened <laughs> to all other, of them. He's the other person that's listened to all of our episodes. So there's three of us now, yeah. and we're international multiple times. We're not doing this for, for any type of money. There's at so least we're six doing of it for us fun. listening. We're the, we're the 501st Stormtroopers of the <laughs> Geek except, Podcast. Except we don't have the knowledge and ability to make our own ar- right. armor. We just got mics in front of us. and so, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Which, now that they're turned on, they work pretty yeah. well. He goes... Caught up with you, all your podcasts. Really enjoyed your discussion on the Christmas Carol. Actually thought it was going to be lame. <laughs> That's my friends talking right there. But was actually surprised. Also enjoyed the Walking Dead podcast. So you can tell what kind of wacky spectrum I can get into. Like, yeah, you're my friend, man. Yeah, I already well, know that. If you're listening to this podcast, you obviously <laughs> and you're my friend. run the gamut of yeah, you're a little pop twisted. culture. He goes, just a thought. How about the evolution of vampires in pop culture? Mm. That might be a fun discussion. Mm, yeah. Anyway, keep up the good work. 
pass the kudos on to Monty. So that's that, that's, ex- that's a perfect example of feedback that we love to hear. If yeah, you've got an idea, stuff. if you got an idea, even the negative stuff though. Right. We'll well, yeah. I mean, but but that's a that's a perfect example of an episode suggestion that I'm actually I'm sitting here. You heard you heard me on the other mic going, hmm, that sounds good. Like that actually, yeah, I would love to dive into the evolution of vampires. I mean, yeah. you think about it and like. Just off the top of my head, oh. you know, the Twilight series. Just the TV um, series. The uh, Dracula, everything that yeah, goes Mary along Shelley. with um, the, uh, what, oh, what was the other one? There was a TV show that came out that was, like, all about vampires, and it was, like, a whole. So, there's uh, there's definitely. Anne Rice does a bunch of books about it, and she actually, the reason I know her name is because she's written a lot of serial killer books, but she's also delved into the fictional. with the vampire. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? You ever yeah, heard of that movie? No, I didn't <laughs> That's a book and a, a movie. Yeah. Um, Those seem to the cheesy to the point where cheesy. even I can't yeah, watch it. It was, it was definitely a cheese ball. And I like ball. cheesy, dumb stuff. but Yeah, that was definitely a cheese ball. Yeah, so, go figure. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I guess I will keep the standing offer. <laughs> Maybe if you so. one make any comment whatsoever on believe, this Facebook post, I can't post. believe Bob Heinerfuss didn't didn't try because well. he likes free stuff. He's one of the wealthiest people I know, but he's frugal is the word That's I'll why use because he hates right? it when I call him cheap. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, did I call you cheap, Bob? Anyway, I can't believe he didn't jump in on that offer. Mention it again. Maybe he'll actually listen so the, to this one. So the offer, the standing offer, and usually most podcasts don't have to go multiple episodes to give away free shit. <laughs> um, the standing offer right now is either one, if you, because we've already had, and this is just going to, I'm just going to pick one of the random, not really that random, the two people that reviewed us on iTunes. I'm going to pick one of those two people that isn't related to me, and I'm going to give them the prize. Um, the prize is either, either one review us on iTunes or two comment with the number of Lego colors that exist. So the number of shades of colors or whatever, literally just Google just number research of, and comment seconds. on even this one or the, the Lego podcast. When I, when I put it in Facebook, um, or email us Monty and Mickey, M O N T Y A N D M I C K E Y at gmail.com. Monty and Mickey at gmail.com email us even and in in comment or give us some feedback or anything and I will send you a prize I will send you a not very valuable prize but I will send you something but it's free as a giveaway and you didn't have it before so uh it's that that offer still stands so if you made it to this far in the episode and you didn't you know stop listening we uh we have some a reward for you and it's we don't have that many listeners, so your chances of winning are pretty dang good. If nothing else, you'll have learned a fact that, you know, about Legos that, you know, some people might find interesting or you'll be the geek of the party. and they'll have To be believe. clear, it's an either or. You don't have to comment with a review in oh. iTunes of just the number of but Legos of this. Because people are going to look at that review and be like, what the hell? Yeah, well. <laughs> so so but, review but us you'll, or. You'll have, you'll have gained a piece of knowledge that, you know. Right. One or two of your friends might be interested in for 30 seconds while you're saying it until they go, why do I know you? You know, but whatever. So so either review us or comment or email or come up to me on the street and just scream the number of Lego colors there are. I don't care. I just, just We want we interaction. We want interaction. We, right? want, we want friends. We want somebody, somebody to, to actually tell Please us that they're listening. Please be our friend. Um, so, yeah, I guess. 
Anything else? That's that. I think we've pretty much covered On it. On that you know? smooth transition. <laughs> On that smooth outro. <laughs> All I can say is getting old is mandatory. But growing up is optional. Thanks, guys. <laughs>